Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. That was quite the sly cough you had there. Yeah, I got a tickle in my throat all of a sudden. <laughs> like right as soon as we hit record. What episode is this? This is episode number 152, 152 episodes. That's pretty Chris. awesome. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, so John. It's a great number. Well, uh, this week, we have something special to talk about. Last year, we uh, we walked through, or maybe it was probably like, it was, it was before last year, the mm. first teaser trailer to oh. Star Wars The Force Awakens dropped. That's right. I think of October 2013. Yeah, it was two years before everything happened. So, like two years or not two the years, movie. it was like a year, year and a uh, year, some change. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, um, the trailer for Rogue One just dropped. Oh my goodness! Chris. We will walk through it scene by scene, frame by frame. What? Later on in this podcast. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. But first, what have you been up to this week? Um, so I've been playing a lot of uh, of the Division, mm. and then a lot of the Rocket League. Mm. Something we've been talking about a lot as of late on this podcast. Right. Um, so the division, I, I finally made it to level thirty. I think that, that that's a recent development. Nice. If it, if not last week, but then so I've been slowly upgrading the gear, that sort of thing, trying to get ready for whenever the incursions drop, which is the mm-hmm. the big in end game event. Like a uh, four four uh, person strike team basically goes in. Yeah. And it's a really hard thing. It's very <laughs> difficult. Um, I'm not going to be ready for the first day, Chris. Like this is the realization that has slowly been dawning on me where it's like, I, I the, the, uh, people are up in like hundreds of thousands of, of damage per second DPS. And I am down at like 50. I'm like half of mm-hmm. where, uh, some people are with this game. So yeah. I know I'm probably not going to get there day one, Yeah, but it's going to get there, Chris. I'm, 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 we prepping. will, we will incursion incur, you know, <laughs> what's the what's the uh what's the verb what's for the verb incursion? for incursion we're I, going to incur i we're going to incur yes i that sounds like you're like incurring like tickets to you know or something like that like you're incur- in, incurring incurred damages yeah like uh like like you know tax fees or something yes oh, i'm incurring taxes right now i don't know it's very strange. I'm going to look it up, Chris. Okay. What have you been up to this week? That's that's all you've been up to? Oh, um, <laughs> I mean, just the kind of standard. We, we Basically, this past weekend was like the first weekend in a bit that we haven't had something, you know, mm. where we're like either going out yep. of town or like something big was going on. Yep. So it was basically like very chill, very relaxed. Like we went on a bike ride on Saturday, that sort of thing. So it was very chill, but in sleeping late, that sort of thing, just making sure, just relax. Yeah. No stress. Stress level zero. If you Stress will. level zero. I, I like that. Stress level zero. I get zero. that totally. Yeah, this past weekend was uh, was pretty amazing. About the same for, for me. It was like, man, this is the first weekend in forever that I haven't had anything. Like, yeah. And so um, I did have plans on Sunday. I'll get to that in a second. Yeah. But um, yeah, I got to play. Uh, and, and earlier this week, you know, I played uh, a lot of the division, got up to level 30, ran some daily challenges. Uh, Working my way up in the dark zone, I'm like rank 21 or 22 in the dark zone right now. I'm trying to get to the 30 so I can buy some of the cool dark zone gear. Yeah, and uh, so worked a lot on that. Um, watched the season finale of The Walking Dead. I have heard many things about the season finale. Of oh the my Dead. gosh! This, I mean, they all end. I don't think any episode or uh, season of The Walking Dead hasn't ended on a cliffhanger. Yeah. Okay. This is just the mother of all cliffhangers. That's what I've heard. 
I have. There are very few shows, John, <laughs> that could pull off a cliffhanger of this magnitude. I would say like there's there's a lot of people, and I think it's 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 like got very lower ratings on like Rotten Tomatoes and things like that. Like it's got it's got like people have, are not happy with the way it ended. Well, you know, and but you're right. <laughs> Everybody who is not happy about it right now, guess what? We're all gonna come back oh, for at sure. The, a season opener, yeah, and and I like you know. So uh, we watched the show. So this is the thing. I, I watched it late because of what I did on Sunday, which we'll talk about in a second. So yeah. we, wa- we watched it um, on uh, Tuesday night. Did you stay away from social media? As we've discussed yeah. on this very podcast, I didn't get on any social media. How AMC spoiled their own show mere minutes, nay even seconds after one of the mid-season finales. Yeah, uh, I think it was last year. Yeah. So, so you stayed away from all that business. Sunday night, Didi went to bed before I did, and so like I didn't t- see her till the next night, and we were going to watch it on Monday night or whatever, and I texted her earlier in the day. I'm like, hey, we have to watch Walking Dead tonight because I'm staying off social media until it happens. I can't even go on like news sites. I can't go on nope. uh, Fox News page. I can't go on IGN. I can't go on anything. Yeah, you can't, you, you can't encounter anything in the, uh, in, in the social awareness realm. Right. And so I stayed off all of it. And then so Monday night, um, I was sitting there. Uh, she had ended up working late. She ended up like working like a 12-hour day or whatever. She came home. We were going to. I had waited to work out with her or whatever. So we, we're going to eat supper, work out, watch Walking Dead. We ate supper. I put away the dishes, turned around. She's flat asleep on the couch. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. So I was like, well... I guess this isn't happening tonight. That's awesome. So I just played the division. Uh, anyway. I just love the idea of like you know you you like turn away and then t- turn back and then she's just completely asleep. Yeah, she's just gone, man. She's like having a, a fine conversation, you know, talking about all this stuff all in one second and turn around, boom, gone. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so then, so Tuesday we watched it and like I, I was just such an emotional wreck by the end of that thing because it's just super tense and nervous. And I'm just like shaking almost, and it's just like. The end happens. Just like I don't know what to do with this energy, this weird energy, and so we like we just we like you know it was like twelve fifteen, and we were like, well, we can't go to bed now. Yeah, I don't know how I'm supposed to go to bed after that. So stayed up till like one watching uh, Talking Dead. Yeah, got some closure there. So like the the reason I brought all that up, that long story, well, was to talk about what they talked about on Talking Dead. And so there was two things. First of all, um, uh. Scott Gimple said, you know, he made the point, you know, for people who are either upset or who are bothered by this ending, he's like, just know that we now have to make a season premiere episode that justifies this episode. So it's not that we're just leaving you here. Like, we're going to continue what's happening and we have to make something that makes this the fact that this happened okay. And the three, four month, five month wait, whatever right. it's going to be, exactly until so, October. So he's I so didn't he's count. so he's aware of that. And I, you know, like he has not disappointed me yet in terms of running this show. Yeah. So um, Robert Kirkman also made a point, you know, like where he said, you know, this the 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 cliffhanger. This like this what we wanted to do was like there are obviously you know, cliffhangers there are things you don't know. Um, there are things you don't you don't see or whatever. Like you just, you don't know what happens. And right. he said, you know, the, the, the reason we, we wanted this specific cliffhanger, cause we could have, we could have had a different cliffhanger, but the reason we wanted this specific cliffhanger is because this ends this part of the story as we know it. And like, if we had revealed what 
happens from this cliffhanger, that would have started the next story arc. And that makes some sense. Yeah, it makes a lot that of makes sense. makes some sense. And so uh, I'm I'm okay with it. I love cliffhangers. I like television. I, I mean, I, 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 I hesitate to say it sometimes, but I, I oftentimes enjoy television more than I do movies. And, it, and it's and maybe not more, but it's for like, a number it, of reasons. Probably there's a different. It's just a different storytelling medium, and you can get right. way more invested into these characters and into this universe and all that kind of stuff. And, um, and so like cliffhangers is a part of it. Are they overused sometimes? Yes. Are they dumb whenever they're just like hyped up and then it's just like, well, that was a stupid cliffhanger. Yes, but when done right, like this. I'm totally on board. So I will say this though, from 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 what I've heard, I haven't watched the episode, and I actually haven't watched any of this season, Chris. I need to need to watch this season whenever it finally comes out on uh, on Netflix or whatever, and binge through the whole thing. Um, but there is all this buildup for like the entire season, and you know, some people knowing you know what's what's coming. And expecting it to happen at the end of this episode or whatever, and then not having that, it's like it's like a big like tease almost. And so I understand that well, the storytelling, the the prerogative is like, okay, we're telling a story here, and we're telling this longer story, and it's going to begin the next chapter here. But um, I do understand people's frustrations. Well, you know, so what you just described didn't really happen. You know, like what whatever what we were building to, there was a character introduction. Yeah, like the character introduction that ever we were building to all season happened. Yeah. It's just the results of that character introduction. Like, you know, that's where the world changes. And that's what Robert Kirkman is talking about. We're like, that's where the new story arc starts. Yeah. And so, like, we introduce this character. That, and, that, and that's not even the cliffhanger. So I'll just yeah. tell you that. No, no, no. That's not even so the cliffhanger So the, the character is introduced. Yeah. Um, and so, like, you know, that part of the, the things that we've been leading to, there's resolution in that. Yeah. So we finally see what we've been leading to all all season or all, like... Or at least the back half of the season. Right. So that part was concluded. There's it's just people being emotional, man. You know, people being like Well, again, it's like you 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 build internet. up to this whole thing and then then all of a sudden there's it's just ah, there's no resolution, there's no answer. Like I don't think anybody really truly um in the middle of those times, whenever there's no resolution, they're they're frustrating. They're they're hard. It's hard to wait, Chris. And so is, I again I understand wait. it. I understand the People uh, need to be patient these I days. I understand it. Gotta yeah. wait. You gotta Trust that the powers that be can fulfill your every desire. <laughs> your every desire? No, man. Where are we going every, here, Chris? I have no idea where are we're Are they going to hand everybody a million dollars at the... We're the, going to a one-world state. Is that what's state. happening right now? Is, is everybody who watches the season premiere gets a million dollars? No. That will not happen. It's confirmed. You no. just confirmed it to me. Nope. I'm definitely watching it now. Nope. Please. <laughs> Please. So, Chris. Don't take that at my word. I have done some research. Yes. The word incursion mm-hmm. does not have a verb form. Oh, okay. So, yeah. All right. Incurring, th- you can incur things, but incursion doesn't have a verb form, right. apparently. Would incur not be the verb form of I think incursion? That's, the, like, that's the root word, they mean, but they mean different things. Okay, all right. Because incursion, like incur means you're receiving something, uh-huh. basically. Right. But incursion means you're going to do something. And so there's no verb form of incursion. Okay. It's just where it's an incursion. Okay. Not like a, yeah, there's no verb form for it. It's weird. What if there's an incursion into your body? I, I mean, there's no. And there's, then you've received something. Oh my gosh, Chris. <laughs> well, that's of course. There has to be, with an incursion, I guess there has to be a, a, uh, a, a, a party that, that in, performs the incursion and then something that receives it as well. So there's, there's like a handshake, Chris. Yes. 
But if, oh, with a handshake, who's actually... I don't even know where we're going with this. This is the weirdest this conversation. Is the, this is the strangest. We just launched off of The Walking Dead into a weirdest, weirdest discussion, Chris. So on Sunday was one of the best days of the year. Okay. I was, about to, I was wondering where this was going. It's like, was this the best day of your life? No. The best day no, of my the life, universe? It was the MLB opening day. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the Cardinals played the Pirates. The Cardinals yeah. lost. Um. Wasn't really surprised by that, but it was fun to have baseball back. Baseball yes. is back, John. Baseball is back, yep. dude. It's always the the world is always a better place whenever there's yes. baseball. Yes. going on in it somewhere. I also uh, I cooked out some burgers and dogs and some chicken and pineapple Ooh. and uh, and had some friends over. I love and it. And we all watched WrestleMania. Yeah, it was a great WrestleMania. Yeah, like yeah, this was this was my first WrestleMania. Okay, I'm just gonna. You know, lay that out there. But as WrestleMania, so as, I mean, I don't really know the history. I've, I've watched several on uh, on on WWE Network. Right. Um, watched last year's and uh, a couple uh, pieces of a couple years before. Um, it was it was great. Um, there was some really cool stuff. Uh, the the main title fight was the only thing that was kind of a letdown. Yeah. Uh, but like even like things that I don't necessarily like that are just kind of like iffy sometimes. Like the earlier fights or whatever. The Intercontinental uh, Belt. Um, was was really really fun. Yeah, really cool. Um, uh, AJ Styles and Chris Jericho went at it. That was pretty cool. Yeah. The Rock showed up. The as, Rock, as well as John Cena, he came back since he's uh, he's been out on the DL. It's awesome. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin showed up. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. We have a question. Okay, from someone on Twitter. Yes, from our friend uh, Patrick at North Norseman B Ball. Uh, he says. Stay on target. Uh, he asked a couple of questions about Twitch, but then okay. he asks, did you like Shaq on WrestleMania? I did. Okay, so he was in the Royal Rumble match. The Royal Rumble! Meaning, you, so in this case, this was the third annual Andre the Giant Memorial Royal Rumble. Yeah. At WrestleMania. And so um, they threw, like, I think they start with, like, 30 people in the ring all at once, and, uh, and then you... The way you are eliminated is you have to go over the top ropes. Somebody has to toss you out of the ring over the top ropes, and your feet have to hit both feet have to hit the floor. Goodness, that's violent. Yeah, so it's not like you can just like push them out. It's like you have to go <laughs> over the top ropes, and so they introduce everybody, and then they introduce Shaq, and he runs in there, and he like what was hilarious is like you've got all these these wrestlers in there, yeah. that are huge, man. Yeah. These are big people. Okay, yeah. Shaq gets in there, and he's like a foot taller than all of them. Yeah. And it's like, this is ridiculous. I was about to say, I feel like he either has an ex- like a distinct advantage or a distinct like uh, detriment, where he's, he's either so tall that he could just take an, a wrong step and he'd be outside of the ring, <laughs> or he is so tall that he can just boost people up and just throw them out, well, so like willy-nilly, the, just like whatever. That's the rub. Like, and I think, you know, like for, you know, for, for in this instance, Royal Rumble, it's like, well, if you're a larger guy, you can obviously throw these small guys out really easily. And, and, the, and the way to get the larger guys out is to push them up against the ropes and then like push oh. on the top of their body like so that it just kind of like flips over the oh. top. Yeah, it's not you're not going to be able to throw them out. Oh, it's like you a gotta, domino. You got to flip them out. And so um Shaq came in and he was kind of uh he was facing off with um who was he facing off with? Uh I think it was Mankind. Anyway, and so they both doing like chokeholds. Oh. And uh everybody else realizes we have to get these guys out. Or no, it was Big Show. Anyway, I can't remember exactly. 
They toss, they push them, like all every all 28 other guys get up on them <laughs> and push them over the ropes and out of the out of the ring. That's pretty like, amazing. Pretty much first thing. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, so Shaq didn't last long, but it was really cool. It was like this is this is crazy. I don't understand what's happening. Why is he here? There's no explanation. It doesn't matter, Chris. He's Shaq. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Shaq could show up literally almost anywhere, and it's just like okay. He you had know? Some, he had some pretty awesome shoes on. It's like presidential inauguration. Shaq walks up. Yeah. I'm going to inaugurate you, you know, that's, <laughs> and then, you know, if we're podcasting here, Shaq walked in the door, we're just like, we accept it. Yeah. We don't reference where he came from. We don't ask him why he's here. Yeah. We just let it happen, Chris. Yeah. Just let it be. But it was, it was great seeing all these, uh, all these people come back, um, uh, old, uh, hall of famers. And I always love seeing the rock. He came out, um, first his entrance was preceded by the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders doing a routine. And it leads straight into the rock. He comes out with a flamethrower. Okay. That's awesome. There's a giant metal rock, like R O C K, over on the like stage. He goes over to it with a flamethrower, lights that whole thing on fire. Yeah. It was amazing. What a, that's like quite quite the production, Chris. Yes. So there was a cage match between Undertaker and um, Shane McMahon. The stakes were this. Okay, this was probably my favorite match of the night. So Undertaker, Chris's pick of uh, WrestleMania well, for, first of 2016. All, Shane McMahon, yeah, Shane McMahon turned up at uh, at Raw a few weeks ago and um, told his dad, "I want control of Monday Night Raw." He said, "Well, if you, if you can beat Undertaker <clears throat> in a Hell in a Cell match at WrestleMania, you get control of Raw." He upped the ante by, by telling The Undertaker, if you do not win this match, you will never wrestle at WrestleMania ever again. What? So it's this, this like, basically, like, the stakes got raised, like, 150%. Yeah. And both parties are, like, desperately trying to win this match. Shane McMahon, at one point, gets up. He, he's, he's, uh, he's, got, he's gotten some good hits on Undertaker. He puts him on one of the announcer desks. Gets up on up on top of the cage and jumps all like twenty five feet down. Undertaker rolls out of the way. Shane McMahon goes crashing through the announcing table, and I mean they finish the match. That was crazy. Shane McMahon gets carted off by the the paramedics after that. That's incredible. Like it's insane. It was it was probably like it was like it was a great match. It was probably the highlight of the night. Um, like I said, Chris's pick. Of WrestleMania yeah, 2016. That, that was my, my pick of WrestleMania 2016, WrestleMania 32. Um, Shawn Michaels came out. I forgot to mention with Steve Austin and Mick Foley. Uh, so it was just cool seeing like, oh, oh, the other thing was they got, the, uh, this is big news. Uh, WWE, for the longest time, like they've been, they've been trying to more legitimize uh, women's wrestling uh, more than it traditionally has been in the WWE. And so, like, there was what they called a diva, the divas belt, and it was like, um, that there was that was the only belt for women or whatever. So they got rid of that and they made a women's belt. So it's now called, I think, it's just the women's uh, championship belt. But take a look at this. I'll I'll post this at stayontargetpodcast.com. Where did it go? Oh yeah, that's the new women's belt. That is awesome. I know. Holy cow! It's super cool, and it's like, okay, yeah, that's the women's championship. Like, that's Dude. it's not. It's not like, oh, you're just a diva Dude. championship, which is kind of right, which is like kind of derogatory in a way. Yeah, you not, know? yeah. Well, it's not. That's not really the right word. word no. But, 
Um, demeaning. Yeah, demeaning. That's there you the go. right word. Yeah. And so. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Holy cow, that's a cool belt. <laughs> I mean, basically, it looks like the the men's championship, like world um, champion. So. Yeah. It was just white with red and stuff like that. Like they just changed the colors, but like, it, and so it puts it on par. Yeah. And that was that's awesome. It was probably one, that was probably one of the best women's matches I've seen. It was a, it was a three on three, like whoever gets a pin first wins the match. So like you didn't have to pin the other two people. You just had to get one person pinned. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I wanted Sasha Banks to win. She did not win. Charlotte won again, but that's okay. Dude, <laughs> that sounds like an epic Epic WrestleMania. It was. It was a crazy four hours. That is awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. So that that was my uh, that was my Sunday, John. So oh, then and then Walking Dead. I was going to watch it that night, but it yeah. didn't happen. So you know, we know that story. Yeah. So we basically worked our way forwards up until Sunday. Then we worked our way backwards. Yeah. And uh, then back to Sunday. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes. You had a, a far more um, entertainment filled week than I did. <laughs> oh, one more thing that I did, Chris. Okay. I watched. Never mind that. I'm going to say this later. Oh. So I will throw this out there. There, I basically have uh, two more things. The first being 11-22-63. It's uh, it's finished up. Like, it's wrapped up on Hulu. And uh, and it's pretty, like, it's, it's, it's it, I would say, like, it's good. Like, if you want to, yeah. you know, if, if you want to enjoy that type of thing. But it didn't really have, there was only, like, a couple of, Stephen King kind of feeling moments mm-hmm. where it feels like they kind of rushed through a few other ones that they had potential. That Weird. sort of thing. So the, the whole show was paced very strangely throughout. Yeah. Um, where like it would just push past these, you know, big beats, big moments and that sort of thing. So I don't know, like I, I, I I'm like, I enjoyed it. Yeah. But it's like, would you recommend it, <clears throat> you know, for me to watch or for our listeners to watch? I would say, if if it's something that interests you, sure. Like if you're like, yeah, yeah, you know, I've got some some time to kill, but I, I wouldn't be like, go out of your way to watch this. Like yeah. if you have a Netflix subscription and it's like you're sitting down and you're like, oh, I have some time, or you it's like, Hulu? oh, I, I want Isn't something on, else to Hulu. watch. It's on Hulu. Sorry, yes. yeah, Hulu. Um, it's a Hulu exclusive actually. Um, but anyway, so like if you're sitting there and you're like, hey. I've watched all the TV for this week, and like I'm looking for something else to to yeah. fill some fill some entertainment time with. Yeah, that's I would say, yeah, sure, go ahead and start it up, watch it, and enjoy it. But otherwise, like, don't go out of your way to carve out a spot in your busy week, busy schedule to yeah. watch the show, just because. Again, like there was those moments where I was like, oh, this is this is a Stephen King kind of moment, yeah, um, of of horror and suspense and whatever, and then it just kind of like pushes right past it. So, yeah, you know, it's 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 kind of one of those things. So I have one other thing, Chris. Yeah. But it's going to be my pick of the week. Pick of the week. All right, Chris. So my pick of the week uh, is is something that we, like Catherine and I have been talking about doing for a while here. We actually went and saw Zootopia. Mm, was it good? It was so good, man. So good. Um yeah, it, it was. Uh, I was surprised by it a little bit. Like it was it, basically the first I had heard about it was the the trailer with the the sloth of the DMV. I guess that was like a month ago, two months ago, something like that. So it was over Christmas was the first really um, time that I was brought to my attention that this movie even existed. Really, yeah. um, 
And then like after seeing that, I was like, oh, I'm totally in on this. We need to see this. And whenever it came out, comes out to really like rave reviews. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's surprising for some reason to me. I mean, I realized like this is the next movie at, uh, for Walt Disney uh, animation um, after Frozen. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's like obviously they're, they're on a... Uh, basically on a, on an, a huge high from, from frozen. I was like, okay, so whatever the next thing they do, you know, I basically did not expect it to be up at that kind of level, that sort of thing. Um, and so went into see this, uh, after all the rave reviews came out and I was very surprised by them. Um, and not that they were good, but that they were as good and consistent as, uh, as they are like up in the, the nines and nine and a halves, yeah. that sort of thing consistently. Um, anyway, so we went to see this thing. Awesome. Chris, great movie. So good. Everyone needs to go and check it out. Okay. It's really fun. Uh, it's it, it, it even like to, to a point where uh, there are moments in it where they kind of reference things from uh, the Walt Disney uh, uh, stable of films. Nice. So where like they'll they'll like make a joke that they made in a different movie but in a different way. And so like it was it was really funny how almost it's not really self-referential or, or uh, fourth wall breaking really, but it's like the same um, similar situations come up or, or whatever. And they're, they're, they're funny. They're turned on their heads a little bit. So I won't spoil any of those, those funny moments. But uh, so the movie, I was also surprised by the story of it. I just kind of expected it to be, um, I don't know really what I expected, but it really was one of the best detective movies like uh really like yeah like a detective kind of a story um that i've seen in a really long time like it, it had that vibe of like classic detective movies of you know where there's uh there's there's awesome plot twists and turns and I mean, it's just really fun just a really cool movie and it's all under this uh framing of everybody being animals of the, of the city of Zootopia. And yeah. so, so yeah, it's, it's a really fun movie. Definitely. If you, uh, if, if you like Disney movies, Walt Disney movies, if you like animation, really awesome. If you have kids, take them to see this movie. It's really good. Really fun. Uh, it, it, it doesn't really, I mean, while there are moments that could be a little bit more like scary, they're not really, um, like I would say it, it's not as scary as, let me think, Maybe not as intense as something like um, uh, Big Hero Six, kind of that sort of thing. Like there isn't anything that's really like to that level, but it definitely has some suspenseful moments and uh, and some some really really good heartfelt things as well, Chris. So, that's awesome. Very good movie. Very that's good cool. movie. So that's my pick. My pick of the week is a little different. I don't think I've ever done something like this, but I'm going to plug a website. It's SRCVinyl.com. Nice. All right. I didn't know this place existed, but they are really into reprinting old vinyl records. That's awesome. Specifically, the ones that I've been buying are Blink-182 vinyl (laughs) records. That's awesome. Okay. I pre-ordered the Blink-182 album, self-titled album. Yeah. The last one before they broke up the first time. Yeah. And which is one of my favorite albums of all time, just in general. Okay. Just favorite album. Where do we go from here? Yeah, uh, that one, yes. Um, th- but they also today announced they're I'm feeling uh, this, Chris. they're re-releasing. There was a deluxe version of Enema of the State that they did. I they are re-releasing um, not a deluxe version, but a uh, still a uh, the that album on vinyl. Pre-orders are up now for that. I just ordered <laughs> "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket" and on cassette. Nice. On cassette? What? Yeah. I have a tape deck in my car, John. What, Chris? And I was like, they're selling it for $11, $11.99 on cassette. And I'm like, well, 
how can I turn that down? And how can you turn down the pristine audio quality that is <laughs> magnetic tape? For sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying that this is the best. I'm just saying that... Just don't leave it on the dash of your car. Otherwise, it'll heat up and demagnetize. True. I won't do that. I won't do any of that. Don't put it in your back window because the speakers from your, your back of your car yeah. will demagnetize it yeah. and screw up the audio quality. Yeah. I mean, for sure. That's awesome. I love it. There's like, there's new tapes being made. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, uh, sorry. Take off your pants and jacket is a, uh, is a pre-order as well. Nice. I also just flat out bought and they're shipping to me right now. Blink-182 self-titled on cassette and Enema of the State on cassette. Chris. So you basically, <laughs> what you're telling me is you stepped into a time machine yeah. and went back in time yes. to the, to the, the transition between vinyl and tape. I did. And you just bought a bunch of vinyl and tape. <laughs> yes. The same albums on vinyl and tape. <laughs> the only one I, I can't get That's right awesome. now is uh, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket on vinyl. Um, yeah. Because they released it uh, as this like $50 limited edition um, gatefold album with like singles on 7-inch vinyls as well. One of my friends just picked one up um, at, the, at, at the one of the local shops here. It was like number... Um, eighty-seven of two hundred fifty or something. Oh like that. Oh my gosh! Like, yeah. So, like, how it much was, did it was that super limited. set them back? Seventy bucks. Oh my gosh! Wow. So, like, it, hopefully, like that was, and so, like, apparently, they've done like four printings of that. So, hopefully, they do another one in the future. I can grab, pick that one up. Yeah. This is the second printing of of uh, Enema of the State. First printing of Blink One Eighty Two self titled. So, anyway, That's awesome. I'm picking up all this. If you at all like this kind of stuff, they also sell other records like um, Ryan Adams, 1989. That's oh more gosh. recent release. You can get Switchfoot, Nothing Is Sound oh, on dude. vinyl, which I want to do as well. It's just not as limited. Like it's not going to like sell out. So that's why it's kind of like the, the first track on that album that. is just so good. Oh, and the Shadow Proves the Sunshine, one oh of my, my favorite gosh. songs ever. Yeah. Um, so there's just a lot of a lot of great um, cool albums. There's some Thrice stuff here. <laughs> that's a blast like, from the past man. I know. that's awesome I love white, white stripes you know there's just awesome. like crazy stuff so check out srcvinyl.com you can get your cassettes and vinyls straight yep. from there yep your your brand new cassettes for your for your walkmans the wallflowers <laughs> on vinyl oh man that's awesome See, i mean it's just like it just keeps scrolling and it's like wow there's just like so much cool stuff that's here. great i love it dude. some 41 jimmy eat world jimmy eat world Love it. The starting line. Dude, this An- is just like... Angels and Airwaves. This is basically Dumb like... Dumb Number soundtrack. <laughs> we're, we're, like I said, we're stepping into a time machine and going back. The interesting thing about this, about this is like most of these I, I've looked on Amazon. Like they like if you're going to buy these on Amazon, you're going to buy them used. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how I necessarily feel about that. Yeah. You know, like I off mean, of Amazon. I, like, I don't mind buying used vinyl. I don't like not being able to see it before I buy it. Right, because I mean, in a uh, in any used vinyl situation, if somebody has like you know scratched it or if they've played it a bazillion times and just left it left it going around and around and around, you know just on repeat, basically, yeah. um, it'll degrade the sound quality. Every play, Chris, will sound different than the last. True, <gasps> you'll never hear it the same again. I love vinyl. All right, John, it's time. It's time to talk about the Star Wars Rogue One trailer. Oh my gosh. Dude, this is, uh, I'm super excited about this movie. We're going to do this a little differently than we did over a year ago. Over a year ago, we just like walked through it like visually and described the scene to you. We'll do that. We'll post the 
trailer at stayintargetpodcast.com. But we're also going to, you're going to hear it this time. You're going to hear the audio. Uh-huh. So as we walk through it, I, I need to see what I'm doing. I need, I need this bigger, John. You need this bigger? I need, I need this window bigger. Oh, my gosh. How am I going to make it bigger, Chris? Well, press that, press that middle button right there. Right here? Uh-huh. This little guy, theater mode? Yeah, oh, theater mode. Now, yeah. now, let's, now let's make it as big as it is. Oh, was. yeah. Yeah, there we go. There we as go. As big as uh-huh. we can allow it with it still making sure we're still recording down here. Let me just move this to the bottom. Okay. 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 All right. That'll work. That'll work, right? Right, right. Yeah, we're that'll good. be great. We're good. We're good. Yep. Yep. Can, okay. it, can it get bigger? No? I don't think it gets bigger. I think yeah, that's, that's about as big as it'll that's get. That's pretty annoying. That's there's like three sizes in theaters. That's though. unfortunate. All right, I'm scooting closer. I don't think that there's only three sizes of theaters out there in the world. Chris. No, I'm pretty right. sure there are different sizes of theaters. Here okay. we go. We're starting. The following preview has been approved for appropriate audiences appropriate by audiences. the Motion Picture Association mm-hmm. of America, Incorporated. Filmratings.com, www.com mpaa.org this is about to drive me insane you know this this <laughs> this shot right here stop it the green this background press play it really emphasizes oh my gosh <laughs> state your name for the record jen Arso. Jin Arso, I guess is her name. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're obviously, uh, we're walking through the hangar here. We're obviously on Yavin 4. Yeah. Uh, this is the the rebel base from uh, Star Wars Episode 4, A New Hope. Yeah. You can keep playing there. She's in shackles. Dude, I, what There's... I love about some of this is like the uh, the costuming. It's just not, you know, with, with The Force Awakens, yeah. it was like updated versions of things that were, uh, right. that we've seen before. So familiar items. This is like exactly the yep. same. Like this dude's helmet, totally exactly the same. Yeah. This is everything from the original trilogy. And it's like, it look, oh my gosh, it's just like super true to the original trilogy. Those baggy pants up yeah. on top that get tucked into the really tall boots. Yep. The totally. helmets. There's, totally. As they walk through this hangar, you can see, uh, there's a, a, a um, um, X-wing in the background there. Oh, you're right. Possession of stolen property, aggravated assault. All these uh, resisting arrest, rattling off all these On crimes she's committed. I love the uh, the the green board back there. Yeah. Um, which uh, we spent a lot of time staring at in uh, the end of uh, A New Hope. Yes, there. that's true. Yeah, this is. I mean, this is the control center. Uh, yeah. The command center from Yavin Four. Um, Mon Mothma. This is the same actress who played her in Episode Three. Yeah. And she's. She looks pretty, practically identical to the original actress who played her yeah. in the original trilogy, which is pretty awesome. Um, she's saying that uh, Mon Mothma is speaking to um, Felicity Jones' character and saying, you know, you've been on your own since you were 15, right? 14 or 15? Reckless, aggressive. Oh, here, let me rewind and we'll, we'll find out exactly. 15. 15. 15. Reckless, yes. aggressive. That extra year, it matters. <laughs> Reckless, aggressive. Undisciplined. This is a rebellion. So this is the first. There's there's a shot here of uh, of of a Han Solo esque looking character um, leaning up against a uh, up against the 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 board that green board that I mentioned. Um, yes. And so you were saying that there's been some speculation onto the identity of this character. We we don't really hear from this character in the the, the first teaser here. We see him a couple of times in, in key scenes. I actually didn't notice him until like way later on in the uh, trailer the first time I watched it. Um, and then realized, oh, he's late. You know, whenever I watched it a second time, said, oh man, that's you know, he's there. He was later on in the thing too. So this is an important character, obviously. Yes. Diego Luna is the uh, the actor's name. 
there's speculation that he's either he could be like Poe Dameron's father. Um, there's also speculation he could be Big's Dark Lighter, yeah. which would be um, Luke Skywalker's friend from back on Tatooine. So awesome. Tatooine? Yeah. Yes, Tatooine. And why I don't know why all of a sudden my brain questioned just, that. You're questioning, is it Tatooine or is it Tatooine? No, yeah, I don't know what was going on. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I, I don't even... Tatooine. I don't really care who like who he ends up being. I, I kind of hope that he's Biggs because I like that relationship to the original trilogy. It's very cool. Um, yeah. And, it's and, a cool and through that, line. And that relationship to Luke, we'll see. He could be neither one of those. Right. Um, I, I think the jacket... Uh, looks very similar to like Poe Dameron's jacket in um, the uh, Force Awakens, and so like yeah. and that, and I mean just kind of got the mustache, th- the dark hair. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's this very seventies kind of style, right? And so, uh, so I think that the familiarity, as it, like I was talking about before, that we have in the Force Awakens yeah. with the original trilogy, kind of you know leads to that kind of a speculation connection there. The thing is, I I do like though the like the fact that you've got well, you're you're obviously connecting to the original trilogy, with right? This, the uh, the costumes and some of the characters and like then if we could connect it to the Force Awakens that'd be pretty cool that'd be amazing you know so yeah. anyway aggressive and we continue and undisciplined this is a rebellion isn't it okay so we see our first main bit of action yeah uh, pauses it on a big explosion Zen is uh, she's fighting some stormtroopers like this reminds me of Rebels like where it's like okay you're in the streets in some towns. And there's stormtrooper stuff going down, which I think is a very cool connection to make with uh, another Star Wars property, um, because she literally says, "I'm a rebel. That's what I do." You know, basically um, to Mon Mothma here in a minute. Yeah. You know, and uh, and so I really think that's a cool connection that it's like, oh, this is very early in that that rebellion, or maybe not early, but l- I guess late in the rebellion that we know from Star Wars Rebels. But it's like it's a it's a cool on the ground kind of uh, guerrilla warfare type of a feel to it. Right, right, right. All right, we continue. Practical effects all the way on that, by the way. Oh, yeah, for sure. The dust flying, the sparks, all of it. And it's amazing looking. Yeah, it's awesome. I rebel. Lucasfilm logo. Lucasfilm LTD. I love that. A lens flare. Uh, Yeah, JJ JJ stepped in and shot this right here. (laughs) That one scene. He's the one holding the lens. Not even the, the, the scene. Light. He probably just is, is in the background of here, has a flashlight. And yeah. He's like, is this, he is showed this up on set yet? one day. Yeah. Uh, no, so Zen is sitting in a, a transport here. Mission for you. A major weapons test is... That's my favorite shot in the entire thing. Yes. So what's crazy about this is, so this is um, the shot with the Star Destroyer and the reveal of the Death Star that they're um, assembling here. They're putting the the large, uh, almost radar dish looking thing that fires the laser. It's a laser cannon here. Um, number one, this looks like a model. This does not look like a 3D rendering necessarily. Like it, it's white. It looks exactly like something from the original trilogy. It does. The second thing I wanted to point out is that the first time I saw this, I just thought it was a star destroyer flying through space uh-huh. because the shadow of this dish. Uh, and the lights uh, from the Death Star being projected out into space, it makes it look like you're just a, a Star Destroyer going through. And then as it pans away, I was like, what the heck is going on here? Yeah. And you realize that it's just the uh, the shadow of this dish on the Death Star. Yes. What's crazy is if, if you uh, go a little further. We 
need to know what it is and how to destroy it. Like, I love, like, they, number one, you're seeing the big dish go in. Yeah. But, like, they're providing those starter stories right next to it for a size reference. <laughs> yeah, for scale. <laughs> well, I mean, and, like, you just kind of realize how big this thing possibly is. Yeah. You know? It's just like, oh, my gosh, that's impossibly large. I know. It's, it's no huge. moon, Chris. It's not a moon. Is that clear? Yes, sir. Classic sirens. Horrifying. All right, pause it. We don't know who that is. Do you think it's Grand Moff Tarkin? No. You don't? I thought it was originally whenever I saw it, and Mm -hmm. so I I was saying that earlier. Do you think he is potentially a Grand Moff? No. Do you potentially think he's any type of a Moff? No. Okay. He is a Grand Admiral. That is a Grand Admiral's costume because he's wearing white. And moths do not wear white. Interesting. So that's the only. That's how I found that out. Like I wouldn't wouldn't have known that either. Legit, Chris. Yes. You just schooled me <laughs> because I thought it was Tarkin as well. I'm like, holy cow, we're gonna get Tarkin. Yeah. Unless for some reason, like they're playing with us and like. But traditionally in the Star Wars canon, moths do not wear white. That's not Grand Moff Tarkin in that case. You know. Yeah. Unless he was an admiral beforehand, who knows? Like what what they're doing. But well, is he in the Rebels at all? Um. I cannot remember at the second. Okay. Because I I know he shows up in Clone Wars at one point, and he's in the, the Republic at the time or whatever, and he's not a uh, a Grand Moff. Yeah. Um, and so I, I don't know what his path, like his his tra- career tra- trajectory potentially right. is right. up until A New Hope or whatever um, in canon nowadays. Uh, but Either way, yeah. this is a beautiful shot, it and is. he looks like he's going to be an imposing bad guy. Yeah. We see some stormtroopers walking through the streets. And a, a hooded figure. Mm-hmm. Forrest Whitaker. We don't know who his character is. Oh, my gosh. What will you do? We think those are maybe uh, um, shadow troopers. Holy cow. Um, like the, the what's going on, like whatever's going on, we don't know. Um, we see uh, some rebels being led through the streets in shackles. Yeah. When they catch you. Some kind of like here, back up for a second. This is some kind of like futuristic subway, like you know, like it looks like mm, a subway train going on. Right. Like that right there, there's stairs up, and then there's like, like uh, some kind of droid. Yep, that's following them that we well, haven't seen before. We saw him in the background of a previous shot. Okay, just, uh, just to point that out, like he was following. I think he was following um, uh, Zen. Yeah, Zen uh, earlier in a different shot. So. We've got a bunch of stormtroopers. Uh, let it go forward just a little bit and pause it. We've got normal stormtroopers, then we've got like sand troopers or something. Like, they're not sand troopers, but they're stormtroopers that kind of look like speeder bike troopers from um, indoor, but they're like different colors. They're like dark brown. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Well, you, I would think that they have a different paint job depending on the location of like the planet that they're on. Well, or you whatever, would think, so. but normally they don't. Yeah. What will you do if they. So we see, uh, let's see what this actor's name is. He's carrying this huge samurai sword. Is it There's... a samurai sword or is it like a staff? I think it's like a staff there. It's Donnie Yen. It could be. A, I mean, it look, it's kind of curved at the end. I think it's a sword. I think it's some kind of huge sword. But he, but he hits this uh, right there. He hits somebody with it. And it doesn't really sound like a, a sword necessarily. That's true. It's like more of a staff. It maybe. almost sounds like it's like a wooden wooden staff. Check out what's in the background there, though. There's a crashed X-wing back there. Oh man, yeah. That they're like, looks like they're inspecting, you know. Right, right. But they break you. And and so, his character, we don't know. 
Yeah. Good guy, bad guy. Yeah. Oh, Donnie. Yeah. I think I think it's gonna be a, hopefully a good guy. I yeah. mean, he's beating up the stormtroopers, so this is true. But is he? Is and Forrest uh, Whitaker, you don't really know like how he plays into it either. That's you true. Know, like, that's true. More the the shadow troopers, like some kind of large transport exploding on right. a planet we've never seen before. Right. It's like a beach planet. Yeah. And Maybe those were the beach troopers, Chris. The, <laughs> they've uh, <laughs> they've been uh, laying out in the sun so long that they got a tan. <laughs> baked their uh, baked to the uniforms. Yeah. Yep. That's again. We see the Grand Admiral there walking through a puddle, going towards the flame of this flaming wreckage. I just don't understand why he doesn't have people like to you know lead him around these puddles. This, well, I mean, he doesn't obviously doesn't care. At first, I thought he was walking on water. He almost looks like he's walking on water. <laughs> that's hilarious. Like, that would be crazy. Holy cow! But uh, no, Force like, user. you can see that there's um yeah, and that's what I was thinking. But you can see that there's bodies lying in the puddles. So if you continue. Yes, you're right. You know, I think it's just very shallow water. Plus, you see it again here in a second. There, pause right Holy there. Holy cow. John, the one thing we didn't see in this trailer, okay, that is heavily rumored, and I'm pretty dang sure is happening, okay, is Darth Vader. What? Okay. Yeah. I think, well, whoever this is, so those are Imperial uh, guards standing there. Right. This is some kind of hooded figure, not Darth Vader, but probably some kind of Sith Lord or something. Or Assassin or something. Or Assassin, yeah. Some kind of person who would be... About to talk to Darth Vader. Ah. That's what I think. I it's mean, either Darth Vader or it's the Emperor. It would make a lot of sense because Darth Vader was very, very involved with uh, with the New Hope and, and with the uh, the Death Star. I mean, it seemed almost like he was tied to what was going on. There. Well, he's the one, you know, he, he's he's the one who knows everything about the plans, catches up with Princess Leia, who has the plans, you know, all right. that kind of stuff. And so uh, I, I honestly think that this is some kind of scene where Darth Vader gets introduced or shows up or something. Yeah. Otherwise, those Imperial... Guards would not be there. Right. They wouldn't make sense. No. But who do you think the hooded figure is, Chris? No idea. This is... Uh, so in the uh, Clone Wars, yeah. again, referencing uh, Clone Wars, they the whoever the apprentice of uh, Palpatine, mm-hmm. um, they would employ other assassins that were force users and right. force... Uh, but they weren't necessarily a Sith, necessarily. Like well, They would just be a... a a person using the dark side of the force. Right. I mean, it could be something like that. I mean, if we go, you know, go forward into Rebels, which is actually closer to this timeline, right? Um, it could be an Inquisitor. Ah, that'd be a nice um, tie-in with that show. One of the Inquisitors. Uh, who knows? Like, yeah, I think in some way they're probably a force user, and which will make like what makes this all the more intriguing is, as far as we know, like none of these characters, the uh, the good like the good guys, they're not Jedi. They don't. Not necessarily force users, right? And so, like, it's uh, it's basically you know you going up against the supernatural on that point. Yeah, you know, which is pretty cool. Yeah. If you continue to fight, more battle on the beach planet. Okay, so if you back up for a second, back up and pause right there. Um, so this is the beach planet we saw, really shallow water. Mm-hmm. These uh, large um, uh, ATSTs. They look more like the ATSTs from. Rebels, in that, like, if you uh, let it go forward just a little bit, pause it. Yeah, so you can see, like, the sides are like brown, orangish colors. Yeah. Um, not the solid um, gray. The the way that they kind of hump on the top mm-hmm. is more like they look at Rebels. The legs are a little thicker, um, like they are in, in Star Wars Rebels, which is more along this time period. Yeah. Um, rather than Hoth, where we see these later. Right. Um, and, uh, but, like, man, like, 
this is the first time that we've seen like since since episode five that we've seen a, a huge ground assault like this in, right. in a Star Wars movie. Right. I mean, and, and with multiple uh, things kind of going on, and, and obviously they're, it seems like they're attacking this rebel base or at least a, a place where the, uh, the rebels are hold, hold up somewhere. You or know? maybe the rebels are attacking them. We don't really know. Like That's they, a good point. They're going to get the plans. You know, this Death Star is being built somewhere. That's a good point. What will you become? So we see Zen and... An undercover imperial outfit it looks like she's you know all dressed in black. Maybe one of the the Tie Fighters, Tie Fighter pilots, or something like that. Um, the uh, the vest that she's wearing uh, is kind of unique. I don't know that I've seen that before. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, it's pretty smooth across the front, and so you also wonder if maybe this is a a different. Um brand of stormtrooper in a way yeah. like maybe it's a one of those assassin troopers or whatever yeah uh, the the you were shadow troopers right um, that you were talking about before so right. yeah i really love i love the the different variations of the theme that they're using in this like the yeah. music isn't isn't uniquely or tradition i guess i would say traditionally star wars yeah, and it, yet at the same time, it's interesting to uh, to have that theme played in in that way. That that um, and so this being not a mainline Star Wars story, seems like they're mm-hmm. they're taking it and doing different things with it. They're trying yeah. trying out some fun things. Um, yeah, which is the most exciting thing about it is like, okay, well, maybe there are things you wouldn't necessarily traditionally do in a uh, a mainline Star Wars movie, a numbered Star Wars movie, but. Uh, you're willing to take chances with these because they're one-offs, basically. You know, right? Like, like the the sequel to this is Episode Four. You know what I mean? Right. And so it's gonna be really, really cool to uh, to see what they do with these and how they kind of mix it up and change them. Um, the kind of acting talent that they're able to pull into these. You know, like I mean, you have some some great actors in there. Felicity Jones, she's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, for Woodtaker, he's really good. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, you've got just some some really cool things that you can do with these movies. I'm really excited about this. This is, this was, I don't know, I, you know, like with anything, you know, you just don't know what to expect necessarily, not in a bad way. You just don't know what, what there is to expect. And it's like, this is, this is better than, than I expected. Oh, really? I mean, I expected it to be good, Yeah. but I was like, I don't know. Like I, I didn't like the, the way they described this was a lot darker and, and a lot like, uh, less hopeful than the other films and all that kind of stuff because because we know where it ends. Yeah, Revenge of the Sith. You know, you, that's whenever hope kind of dies, and then like a new hope is Luke, and so like there's a dark period there between you know where Rebels kind of takes place, and it's kind of yeah. like even for a cartoon that that thing is dark. You know, and, like, yeah. Uh, so it's it's cool to see like this, but like it's 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 still dark, has dark undertones, but not. Um, it still feels very light in terms of like. The familiarity of it, uh, the like we didn't see a lot of like space battles. Like this is all like on planet or looked like on the Death Star or right. something like that. Main maybe I don't know. For a teaser, it's it's great. Yeah, I mean, I think it does its job. Like you have to show a little bit more. What's interesting about the uh, reveal of uh, Force Awakens was that they basically showed nothing. Like they they showed a few scenes and some small little clips, but no dialogue. And I mean, no no new dialogue in that original teaser. Um, whereas this, 
there's a lot of new characters that we're talking about. They're, they let, you know, not only um, people have a conversation kind of cut up on screen, um, but you have a couple of uh, kind of monologue-ish type of things. So, I mean, there's a lot kind of going on in this teaser, which I like. Like, I like that this one, because it needed to show that. It needed to to entice everyone to be like, oh, there's another Star Wars that's not the main. Right. And so you have to give people a reason to watch it. I also like that it's coming out so much closer to uh, the movie. Yeah. Um, it's not over a year away at this right. point. Like, we just have to wait until December. Right. And that's exciting and makes me um, more curious about these things. So giving away a little bit more in this scenario, is, I think, is a, is a really smart decision, and I'm happy that they did it. Yeah, for sure. And especially since you know the beginning and the end. Right. I mean, we know the state that the, the um, galaxy is in whenever you begin and we know like i mean hopefully that i really hope that this butts straight up into the beginning of a new hope that'd be incredible you know because the, like the tail end i guess of the story would be them passing it off to um princess leia yeah i was about to say uh, princess leia's um ship flying away and the star destroyer chasing after her right and i mean there were rumors that they had already, they had cast a young princess leia and that'd so, be awesome yeah i really really kind of hope that happens like I, i'm super excited for this I'm so ready for another movie that takes place. We haven't seen a movie that takes place in this time period since I mean, when when did um, Jedi come out? I guess it was the, I was the uh, mid '80s. Yeah, you know. So, I mean, it's been a while. Yeah, and it's exciting that this it is bringing like the promise of a Star Wars movie every year is yeah. coming true. Yeah. Um, and so that's exciting to me as a Star <laughs> Wars fan. Uh-huh. And it's like, well, I know where I'm going to be in December. I know at least. Um, I'm going to see this thing a couple of times in the theaters in December. You know, it's oh, yeah. going to be, uh, it's going to be fun, man. I'm also excited to see like how this, um, builds anticipation for the movie because what's funny is how many people didn't know that these movies were happening. Like I run into people all the time whenever like, yeah, when is the next movie? Is it a couple of years, you know, from now? I'm like, well, actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the sequel to seven is, but there's also a star Wars coming out, um, this year right. set between, uh, three and four like oh man well why would they want to do that well this is why you know yeah, like it's so, awesome and so you know even like today uh, there's a it, we use um a uh, an app called slack it's like a right. chat room instant messenger thing at at work i posted it up on like one of the channels on there and people were like oh man i didn't know this was happening and i'm just like i don't know how you didn't know this was happening but it's awesome now that you'd know that it is indeed happening yeah dude I, and from all appearances, mm-hmm. it's going to be just really cool. Yeah. It's going to be exciting to, to go and watch and, and just be a part of it, man. Exactly. And see what happened to all those boffins. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> all the boffins that died. That's true. Uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens came out on Blu-ray this week. Yeah. Um, I went out. I'm going to tell you which version is the definitive version, John. The definitive one. Because there are lots of different um, retailer exclusive versions. Uh, Best Buy has an exclusive steelbook case. Walmart.com has um, a, or not .com, but Walmart has a version where you get a BB-8 slipcover and some uh, like trading card kind of pog looking things inside there. Um target however Chris, i huh? don't need any of that business all i need the, to know is mm-hmm. which one has the most footage and special features disney has one with some lithographs inside it 
Target has the version that has 20 minutes extra special features. They're not on disc. The disc that you're buying is the same. They are special features available via Disney Movies Anywhere. Yeah. And so it's online. Which you is get a great app, Two actually. extra featurettes. And actually, like, whenever you register for, I think this is probably the case with anyone, but, like, for an ex- a limited, limited time, um, there was an offer, like, if you uh, register your movie and redeem this code that they emailed you, you get a BB-8 um, featurette for free. Cool. And That's so, awesome. Um, if you want the, it's a, it's a featurette, it's an interview with Daisy Ridley and John Boyega, and then there is a featurette on the weapons of The Force Awakens. That's awesome. That's what's exclusive to Target. You can still buy the regular version at Target. Like whenever I bought it, the regular version was $20. The special edition um, was $25. It's worth the extra five bucks. Worth the extra five bucks. Let me warn you, though. Okay. If you're big on packaging, mm. normal regular edition, you know, is a black Blu ray case with the three discs in it, the two, the two Blu-ray discs and then a DVD, mm-hmm. and then a slipcover over top. And the other one, the special edition is just in a trash bag. The special edition is in basically a, uh, I forget what they call them, but it's cardboard. It's just like, you, they are, they're slipped inside some cardboard. They're in sleeves? They're in sleeves. What? And it's folded up, and like you open it, it's really cool, like the packaging is cool, like you open it up and it has like the, the photos, the posters of uh, like Han Solo, and everybody like with their faces and the thing covering like one of their eyes. Yeah. Remember those? Those are, I loved those posters. The problem is, like, you know, your disc is going to go in and out and get, maybe get scratched up. Yeah, if you watch stuff. this thing as much as people are going to. And I, it was just astounding to me where it's like, you're, number one, you're selling this for more. And your production costs, I guarantee, are less expensive than these other boxes. Ah, that's frustrating. Like, it is frustrating. I, like it almost, it just almost, in general, are always frustrating to me. It almost made me not buy it. So are you I gonna almost, get? I almost bought the regular version. So are you going to get um, a three disc Blu-ray uh, case for it, and then basically like keep these discs separate from the actual packaging? Like, how are you as a? Uh, so this is how I'm processing or it, John. Are you going to wait until these get so scratched that they won't play, and then you go buy the other one? I'll definitely do that. Okay. You know, if if they got scratched enough to to the, where they won't play, I'll go buy the other one. Uh, but like my, my view is like, well, once episode nine comes out, there's gonna be a, a three disc or a three movie collection yeah, of these. So I'm just I'm gonna buy that anyway. I might as well just keep this for right now. They're probably gonna be encased in um uh in steel wool. Just in <laughs> yeah, that next one. time. Yeah, it'll be upgraded, Chris. The upgraded packaging to this the scratchiest thing. Yeah. So, you know, it's not, I mean, and honestly, and I've <laughs> no, taken it, I've taken it in and out of the those uh, those sleeves like five or six times now, and there's been no scratches. Yeah, so, I'm, I, I'm like, just it's just probably not going to happen. You know, like my Indiana Jones deluxe box set. You know, like all those are in slips uh, sleeves. The um, original version of the Star Wars um, box set was in slip sleeves. That's you right. know, so. It's not something that's necessarily uh, bad, but it's just not ideal in my right. mind. Right. How many times have you watched it, Chris? I oh, so uh, that's what I was gonna. Oh, you you brought me to my other point. I wanted to talk about. <laughs> um, I've only watched it. Th- I haven't even finished it. I started watching it. I watched like an hour of it, and yeah. I stopped. And uh, I was like, I have to stop here because we were getting ready to watch The Walking Dead that night. And I was like, I have to stop here, or else I'm going to literally not want to stop this. Yeah. Um. It was after the spoilers. Millennium Falcon flies for the first time. 
in this movie. Uh, Wait, so, Chris, the Millennium Falcon's in this movie? Millennium Falcon's in this oh movie. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, what was cool was, like, having read um, Before the Awakening, that uh, book I read that had stories about Rey and right. Finn and um, Poe. Mm-hmm. It was. This is the first time I've watched that movie since reading that. Yeah, and it really provided some extra context for things. And as I watched it, I didn't feel like I was picking up at the beginning of their story anymore. Yeah, it's more like I know what came before this, and I know what they were kind of up to, and so it kind of feels like, well, I'm just joining them again on there. Like, oh yeah, we're seeing this again. You know, that's like, really cool. And so, like, you know how the. the before I read it, it's kind of like, well, this is their beginning. This mm-hmm. is the first thing we know about them. This is blah, 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 blah. Right. And we're meeting them for the first time. Exactly. Having already, quote unquote, met them in the book for the first time, it's like this, all this, number one, made a lot more sense. But B, I felt like it felt like a richer, richer world and richer story because That's cool. of it. That's really cool. Yeah. And honestly, like, you know, that I, I can imagine that that would be similar to how uh, people with the expanded universe before, you know I mean? Right. And, uh, and diving into that. Cause that's essentially what this is. It's just a new kind of expanded universe basically. Right. Um, and so diving into those things, like uh, that would be how everyone felt about that because they've already been on so many adventures with these characters. Yeah. So joining them for these movies is, you know, is, is, uh, is just the next adventure basically. True. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Well, that's it for this week. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. I don't know what we're doing uh, in the next few episodes. We should have, um, we need to have Jay Pinion's John, uh, Jared Walker on. Yeah. He, I was talking to him the other day. He's like, I'd come on, you know, like, you should just have a topic podcast. So oh, that'd be this awesome. This whole month, like, there's not a whole lot happening in terms of, like, reviews or anything else that needs to happen. So we need to have some discussions. Yeah. Um, so uh, maybe we'll, uh, we'll have him on the podcast sometime this month. Um, but you can find all of that. On your podcast service of choice, please subscribe to the podcast, review us. We appreciate all of your support. Tell your friends about us. You can find us online at stantargetpodcast.com, on Twitter at ChrisWright350. And JohnWright777. At StayOnTargetPod. If you have any questions, hashtag StayOnTopic. Tweet at StayOnTargetPod. Yes. And we will answer them right here on the podcast. Love it. Hang on. One more Star Wars thing that I wanted to throw out there. Poe Dameron comic book. Poe Dameron number one Yeah. Uh, came out uh, this week. John. And uh, our friend Chris Eliopoulos, who did Cowboy, yeah. uh, the, the we've reviewed that graphic novel before, um, has done the uh, the I Am series, the... the uh, the series like I am Abraham Lincoln, I am Amelia. Right, 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 right. The series of children's books um, with Brad Meltzer. Um, he has a story, a BB-8 story, as the second story in that, that comic. I need to go pick this up. When it, so this is the thing. I missed the C-3PO comic. I think oh, it no. came out earlier this month or last month. Um, I need. I haven't been to the the comic shop in about two or three weeks. Chris, so we gotta go. We should go this weekend. We gotta go. I really wanna. I really wanna read this uh, this backup story, this backup BB-8 story, because BB-8 is my friend. Oh yeah. Well, this weekend. Let's go. Let's do it. All right. That's it for this week. Maybe we'll review that next week. Oh, that'd be awesome. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.